Welcome to Crohn's and Colitis Perspectives on ReachMD. This series is produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, providing updates and driving innovation in IBD research, education, and clinical support. Hi, I'm Luann Kahn. We're so excited to be at the 42nd Annual Renaissance Ball in Philadelphia, benefiting the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. So we have the pleasure of talking to a man I've known for many years because of his involvement in the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. He has made so many contributions in so many ways. Dr. David Piccoli with Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. It's so nice to see you tonight. Thank you, Luann. It's nice to be here. It's a great event. It is, and I'm so excited about the risk study that you are working on. Tell us all about it. Physicians have a real challenge when a patient is diagnosed with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis because of how different the disease is in different patients. And we've always known before we had great medicines that some patients could respond to simple medications and do very well, and other patients didn't respond and would need to go on to bigger meds. So the problem was you couldn't separate one patient from another who would respond well and who wouldn't, and you couldn't really predict what would happen to them over time and which medications would work for which patients. So the RISK study is a pediatric study that's funded by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, and there are just a number of reasons why this study could not have happened without the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation support. So the study was designed to look at patients right at the time of their diagnosis. So it's hard to enroll patients at that time. It's a very emotional, turbulent time. But in the end, the study was able to enroll 1,800 children and adolescents at the time of diagnosis by pulling together almost 30 different pediatric IBD centers. And then they collected the clinical information they collected the genetic information, the treatment information, and the microbiome information, which was really brilliant at the time because that was a brand new part of IBD science. And now we know it's a critical part of what determines what a patient looks like and how the immune system works over time. So are we getting results yet? And what do we know? So the study is now a decade old and it will continue to give more and more results as time goes on. But we're we're able to tell patients with Crohn's disease who have an inflammatory kind of bowel picture behave differently than people who have a stricturing or a penetrating disease phenotype, and they respond differently to medications. So we can tell what might happen to a patient based on what their clinical picture is at the start, and also we're starting to learn what medications will work for what subgroups. So we've always known that every patient is at risk for the side effects of the medications equally, but we haven't known which patients will have a great beneficial effect. And it's been trial and error for most of the 50 years that the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been in existence. Now we're starting to get really precise information so that we can make personalized treatment choices for children and adolescents who have Crohn's disease. So let me make sure I understand. So like other diseases where we are learning that it's not just one disease, it's 
a number of different subsets of that disease that should be treated differently. That's what we're finding right. about so the, IBD. The risk study is on Crohn's disease, and we've known that different people have a different age of onset, different genetics, different sites in the bowel where the disease is active, and different characteristics of the bowel. And this is probably almost most important that some disease is inflammatory and some is penetrating. So just like in cancer therapy where we can now stratify leukemia or stratify breast cancer based on receptors and other things, we can now start to stratify pediatric patients and pick better therapy for them. So it's really very exciting. It costs well over $10 million. I think the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation support was $10 million, but each of the 29 centers also put in support because they were enrolling the patients and hiring the people who, you know, really did the groundwork to collect all these specimens. So it's a tremendous study that could never have been done even at one major center. It couldn't have been funded by the NIH. It's just too big. And so it's really a tribute to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. And it's really, it's just such an outstanding novel study and it's really one of a kind. It's so big and it's so good. It's wonderful to know where our money is going to important research like this when we're raising money for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. And we all love hearing about this. Does this mean, though, that we are closer to a cure? Do you feel like we're learning something that's getting us closer to that finish line? So I think the important thing about this study was that the resources were put in to collect all of the different information right at the time of diagnosis. And what we've learned over time is that once someone has been treated for five or 10 years, they're different, and they're different because of their treatment. So their immune system is different, their microbiome is different. So this will be incredibly valuable for understanding the early events about inflammatory bowel disease. And as pediatricians, we know that children have fewer life events. They haven't been smokers, they haven't been out in the world for a long time. So you really are looking at a cleaner picture of what is going on at the start. So already, we've seen better predictions. Already, we've seen that we can pick better treatments, and this will be a major step in understanding what causes Crohn's disease and what will lead to the cure. Anything else you would say to doctors who are watching this video? may have patients come into their office. What do you want them to know? Well, I think we would like them to know everything about Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. When the patient knows a lot and the doctor knows a lot, that's how you get the best therapy. I think it's a very complicated field. There are over 30 different therapies for IBD. It's hard and to know everything. The number everything. of combinations that are available of those therapies is really just incredible. So I think that knowing where the information is, where to send the patient for information, and that should be the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. And when there's a problem that you can't solve, sending the patient to a center that has a lot of expertise and experience in treating the difficult cases. We have more tools than we've ever had before, but we have more patients than we've ever had before and more severe disease than we've ever had. Any thoughts about that? Why? 
I think we know that although there's a genetic predisposition for Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, our genes are the same as the genes of our parents and our grandparents. So the really extraordinary increase in these diseases is due to environmental influences. And those could be chemicals, nutrition, the type of food, but also we're recognizing that a lot of this may actually be the microbiome, the bacteria that live inside of us. And in the last 10 years, the technology that has made us able to identify the thousands of different species that live with inside of us has really been an incredible step forward in the science. And I think that's where some of the really big gains will happen in the next five years. Well, Dr. Piccoli, we're so excited about the risk study, all the new research, so happy that the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been a partner with Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Thank you. Thank, Thank you to you. your entire team. Thanks very much. You've been listening to Crohn's and Colitis Perspectives on ReachMD, produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. For access to this and other episodes and to download the ReachMD app, visit reachmd.com foundation.